On today's show, the Yankees made another comeback, and this time it was against the lowly A's. We'll talk about the comeback and why they had to make that comeback, and maybe I'll say comeback in this cold open as many times as the Yankees have come back so far this season. I have 18 more to go. We'll spotlight that wacky six-run seventh inning and, of course, talk about Jordan Montgomery's performance, which led to the Yankees having to make that comeback, plus a look around the AL East because things are getting interesting for the other four teams. All next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. I'm a lapsed baseball writer, now podcast host, and I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also hit the like button and the bell so you're notified the next time our video goes live. And feel free to comment. Just try to be nice. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees. Make your moments sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked on Yankees listeners get $50 off purchases of 500 or more using code Locked On. So the Comeback Kids made another comeback last night. Okay, I have to stop saying that word because it's ridiculous now. But it's what they did. Now, why they had to do that thing that they did (laughs) is Jordan Montgomery who had a nightmare third inning (laughs) definitely his worst inning of the year but I will say this about his performance yes that inning was a nightmare especially because it all happened with two outs but he stayed in the game long enough for the Yankees to come back and win it didn't get any worse than the five he didn't give up seven didn't give up ten it was just five although to be fair I don't think Aaron Boone would leave him out there to dry you know but five runs on six hits one walk six strikeouts he didn't give up a home run (laughs) I guess that's good and uh, that was in six and two-third innings it was just I didn't think the Yankees were going to lose because it's the A's. The A's, no offense to my friends who like the A's, and I do have friends who like the A's, but they're 25 and 50. The Yankees were going to come back and win that game. And now the Yankees are 54 and 20. Just like we all expected. Now, the funny thing about this, this was different than the two comebacks against the Astros because the Yankees were down in those games and had to come back. This game, the Yankees actually had a lead after the bottom of the first. Anthony Rizzo short-porched it, which doesn't matter. It's a home run, and it was his 20th of the season. And then the Yankees began to chip away. Giancarlo Stanton is up to 18 now. He was only at 14 a few games ago. He just keeps hitting home runs. So the Yankees are about to have three players with at least 20 home runs, which is what everyone wants. 
<laughs> but still, considering Stanton was on that slide, was it three for 38 at one point, and I think six for 61 beyond that. And now he's hit a home run, I think, in the last four out of five games he's hit a home run. So, yeah, he's getting into his hot hitting streak, which we love, and we would like for that to continue. And then, after the Yankees cut it to 5-3, and the sixth inning is quiet. It's funny, the second inning, the sixth inning, and the eighth inning were the three innings where neither team scored. Well, the ninth doesn't really count because the Yankees never came up for the bottom of the ninth because they were winning, so those three innings. So after a quiet sixth inning and a quiet top of the seventh, the Yankees, yeah, actually... It's more the A's because, and I mentioned this in my post-game video, Joey Gallo started off with an out, like he was the first out of the inning. Aaron Hicks was the second out of the inning. And then Gallo finished the inning with an out. And those two guys were the only two in the starting lineup who did not get hits last night. Like, okay, that's just, what are you going to do? So the seventh inning, let's talk about it because it was hilarious. Not for the A's, but for the Yankees. So Gallo lines out. That's the other thing I want to mention about Gallo. He only struck out once. I know he was 0 for 4, but he only struck out once. I'm trying to find the positive people. DJ LeMahieu walks. Now, Aaron Judge reaches on a catcher interference by Sean Murphy. Okay, it occasionally happens, although I feel like the spirit of Jacoby Ellsbury came into the stadium last night after that happened. So, obviously, LeMahieu moves to second, Judge to first. Anthony Rizzo gets hit by a pitch to load the bases. Giancarlo Stanton reaches on catcher interference, again by Sean Murphy which scores LeMayhew because the bases were loaded, it's 5-4. What was Sean Murphy doing? It, I don't want to be gross, but from the side view, it looked like he was trying to give Stanton like, a, like an exam. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he was way too close. How did he not think he was going to get hit? And how does that happen twice in an inning? I know how. It's the A's. No offense again, but... Mm. So Aaron Hicks lines out. Jose Trevino doubles. Of course he does, because he's Jose Trevino. It's 8-5. Oh, wait. I missed Josh Donaldson. I'm so sorry, Josh Donaldson. He hit the double to put the Yankees up 6-5 after it was 5-4. Um, and good for him, because I was getting ready to yell at him if he didn't do anything. Then Hicks lines out. Then Trevino hits the double. Then Marwin Gonzalez hits a single that makes it 9-5. And then Joey Gallo pops out. Again, not a strikeout, but not great popping out to the catcher. And with the inning that Sean Murphy was having, I'm surprised he didn't drop the ball. No offense to Sean Murphy, but yikes. <laughs> so the Yankees have another comeback. So they're 23rd of the season. Like I keep saying, there's something different about this team. And yes, I know, they split with the Astros. Oh my God, horrifying. What did I say on Friday's show? 
I'd be happy with a split. I was. Was I happy they were no hit? Combined, whatever. No, I have news for all of you. Combined no-hitters are going to become, not the norm, but it's going to become more normal than a regular no-hitter because guys just don't pitch that long anymore. Managers are always taking them out or, you know, batters are getting better and making them work for those no-hitters. So you'll see combined no-hitters more often than not now. I think so. I think that's becoming a thing. Be nice if the Yankees could do that. That'd be great. So in a moment, we'll have more discussion about this game because we're going to look at Jordan Montgomery's performance and figure out what the hell happened in that inning because whoa but first whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at bluenile.com blue nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape clarity and size as well as the setting style blue nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring each ring is one of a kind. Blue Nile is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. So whether you're customizing an engagement ring or designing diamond stud earrings, online jeweler Blue Nile will allow you to create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. If it's not perfect, no problem. There's a 100% satisfaction guarantee. You can shop stress-free with guaranteed free shipping and returns. And if you need the purchase fast, Blue Nile can deliver overnight in most cases. Every order is insured and it arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Yankees listeners get $50 off purchases of 500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code locked on. That's code locked on. Shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to bluenile.com today. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer but choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. When you go to rockauto.com, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Thank you for making Lockdown Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. So Jordan Montgomery had a bit of a problem in that inning last night. Very uncharacteristic of him. He's been pitching very well. And by the way, I think I'm done with talking about how well pitchers are doing because I feel like I've jinxed three of them of late. Tyone, Cortez, and now Montgomery. So I'm not going to say anything about anyone. Not about Severino, not about Cole. I'm done with that. And yeah, and, and bullpen guys too. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to, I don't want to mess things up for them. So let's go through the breakdown. I want to see the pitches that Montgomery threw last night. Now it was 97 in those six and two third innings, 42 sinkers, 
26 changeups, 15 curveballs, 10 cutters, four four-seam fastballs. Now the sinker produced 10 balls in play. The changeup six, the curveball two, the cutter two, the four-seam fastball one. His velocity was up in four out of the five pitches. His cutter was down slightly. Wasn't by a lot. Although, I shouldn't say that. His curveball was up by nearly a full mile per hour. But his max on the sinker last night was 95.4. And his average last night was 93.1. His yearly average is 92.6. So that's up a half a mile per hour. I can do math, sort of. And I was going to try and see... Actually, let's do that. We're going to look at everything that happened in that horrible inning <laughs> where he just couldn't get people out or he could get two people out and then he couldn't get anyone else out for a while until they scored five runs. And then we'll also talk about Albert Abreu coming in and doing what he did last night because that was good for him. I know he's excited to be back with the Yankees. It was kind of like a, uh, what's the word? Circuitous? That's the word, right? Route to get back to the Yankees. There it is. Okay. I'm like, where is the inning at bats 17 through 24 of the game? <laughs> so he walked Nick Allen, and that was on seven pitches. And he threw his curveball three times, change up twice, finished off with two sinkers, and walked him. Tony Kemp, he got out on three pitches. Sinker, sinker, curveball. The curveball was a called strike. At 83, nope, 80.3 miles per hour. Then he gets Chad Pinder to strike out swinging on four pitches, another curveball, swinging strike, and you're thinking, cool. And then the wheels came off. So Christian Betancourt singled on the first pitch, which was a changeup at 76.7 and mm, wasn't located right. You know, he's a right-handed hitter. It was in the zone, not too low, not too high. And yeah, it, that wasn't a good pitch at all. Then Loriano double, and that was a sinker. That was kind of inside. It was in the zone, but it was kind of inside. And I mean, you know, I was saying this the other day. Some of these guys just hit balls. Uh, someone on the Rays. You just have to give them credit when they make contact the way they do. Um, then he hits Sean Murphy with a pitch. And it's like, what on earth are you doing? <laughs> and then Elvis Andrews hits another double, this time on a changeup, 83.7 miles an hour, literally in the middle of the zone. I'm looking at it right now in baseball savant. Middle from the sides and middle from the top and the bottom. Ugh. That was an awful pitch. Just terrible. My goodness. Whew. Sheldon Noisy hits a single on a curveball. That wasn't a terrible pitch. It's in the zone, slightly leaning toward the outside of the zone, but still mm, in too much in the middle. So that's why he got it. And then finally, the last out of the inning is a ground out on a 93.3 mile per hour sinker. And the A's are up 
But again, the A's, it's the A's. They're not good. They're really awful this year. Then again, they don't really have anyone. A lot of their guys are not there anymore. So briefly, Albert Abreu comes in, pitches two and one-third innings to close out the game. So, you know, as bad as that five-run inning was for Jordan Montgomery, as I said, he lasted six and two-thirds. So he gave the bullpen a break, and you want that from your starter. You, you, I mean, you don't want a horrible start from him, but you want him to last as long as possible and not give up any more runs after the terrible inning, and he did that. Abreu threw 35 pitches, 22 sinkers, 10 sliders, two change-ups, one four-seam fastball. And just for kicks, just so you all know, because Baseball Savant gives you the top five of exit velocity, distances, pitch velocity, swings and misses. Montgomery had 15 swings and misses. Albert Abreu had four. But Albert Abreu also had all five top pitch velocity readings. 100 on the nose twice, 99.7 and 99.5 twice. So he throws hard. And again, he's very happy that the Yankees got him back. So he did what he needed to do. The Yankees' offense did what they needed to do. They capitalized on the other team's mistakes, and that's why they're winning so many games, because you're seeing this in a lot of the games that they're playing against bad teams. They will capitalize on bad mistakes, and not even just bad teams. I shouldn't say that, because the Rays have made some mistakes in the games that the Yankees have played. We spoke about how many unearned runs the Rays have allowed because their defense isn't as sharp as it's been in the past, and the Yankees like to capitalize on that against anyone they play against. So that's that. Now tonight, J.P. Sears is starting for the Yankees. He's been tearing it up in AAA. And the Yankees had announced on, I believe, after the game Sunday that he was going to pitch today. So it'll be J.P. Sears against Frankie Montes. Oof. Montes is three and seven, but he has a 3.21 ERA and 92 strikeouts. So 3.21 ERA is good. 92 strikeouts. Good. Three and seven record. Not good. As for the Yankees against him, Josh Donaldson has only seen him seven times. He has three home runs, five runs batted in. He's batting 571. Marwin Gonzalez in seven at bats, one home run, three runs batted in. Batting 286, Jose Trevino in three at-bats, one home run, three runs batted in. Works out for a 6-6-7. So don't be surprised if you see two out of those three guys. You might see Trevino get a break, but you never know. He might actually play tonight. And then J.P. Sears in the majors so far. 2-0 with a 0.00 ERA and seven strikeouts. Obviously, it's not a large sample size. It's only one start, three games, seven innings, but seven strikeouts and seven innings of work. Pretty cool. So in a moment, we're going to look around the AL East because some interesting things are happening. And I discussed this, I think it was last week or the week before, about how good the AL East is. So we'll talk about that in a second. But first, Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. So this is interesting for Yankee fans. 
Will the Yankees break the regular season win record of 116 games? They're currently on pace for 118. I don't think that's going to happen. But the odds are yes is at a plus 550 and no is at a minus 1,000. And then will Aaron Judge break Roger Maris's team home run record of 61? The yes is plus 400. The no is minus 700. So he only has a 20% chance of surpassing Maris, according to the odds. But he is currently on pace for 61 home runs. So if you want to bet on that, you can go to bet online. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news all about Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. To check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. It's almost July. It's June 28th. We're very close to July. So this is the time of year when you can start looking at the standings. Now, funnily enough, someone actually posted the Yankees. They're starting to post the Yankees magic number, which I think is ridiculous at this point because as close as we are to July, it's not July yet. But just so you know, the Yankees magic number is 77. So... In case you were wondering about that. And yes, the person that I saw posting that put Clint Frazier with his 77 on his back. So I thought that was funny. But let's talk about the AL East. Because the Red Sox have had an incredible June. And they had a seven-game winning streak snapped by the Blue Jays last night. So the Yankees right now are 12 games ahead of Boston, who leapfrogged ahead of Tampa and Toronto this month while playing a bunch of bad teams. If people can complain about the Yankees schedule being soft, we can complain about Boston beating up on bad teams too. They did the same exact thing this season. Plus, interestingly enough, the Yankees are 24 and 11 against teams that are over 500. The Red Sox are 14 and 15. Toronto is 19 and 22. Tampa is 12 and 13. And Baltimore is 21 and 26. And let's talk about Baltimore. They're 35 and 40. They're doing a lot better than people expected. So they're they're only 19 and a half behind the Yankees right now. So Boston's 12, Toronto's 12 and a half, Tampa's 13, and then Baltimore's only six and a half behind Tampa. This is one heck of a division. The Yankees have a run differential of plus 148. Boston is at plus 60. Toronto is at plus 28. Tampa is at plus 19. And Baltimore is only at minus 18. And Baltimore is 18 and 17 at home. They have a positive record at home. On the road, 17 and 23, which, you know, it's not that big of a discrepancy there. Tampa's 15 and 17 on the road. 25 and 15 at home. Toronto's 22 and 14 at home. Boston is 20 and 16 at home. The Yankees, 32 and 9. So, yeah. I would say, just by going through their records, the AL East is the best division. 
Baltimore is definitely, out of all of the divisions, the best last place team. Because some of these teams... Oakland, the Yankees' opponent. <laughs> They're 21 and a half behind Houston, which isn't shocking. They're 3 and 7 in their last 10. And their run differential is minus 111. They're 8 and 18 at home, 17 and 22 on the road, and they're 9 and 31 against teams who are over 500. Oh, that's bad. That's, that's really bad. And the only team with a losing record in the AL East in their last 10 is Toronto. They're four and six in their last 10. The Yankees are six and four. Boston's eight and two. Tampa is even at five and five. And Baltimore, seven and three in their last 10. So, as usual, the AL East is the class of baseball. <laughs> oh, and the Red Sox are two and six against Toronto so far this season. They lost last night. They ran into Kevin Gaussman, who I think has beaten them three times this season. I think that's what I saw in the tweet. But yeah, it's, it's the AL East is shaping up to be really interesting. And the Yankees, let's see. I believe the Yankees have the biggest division lead. Yep. Houston's close. They're 10 ahead of Texas. Texas pulled ahead of the Angels? Wow. Okay. Texas is 35 and 37. They're under 500. They're in second place in the AL West. Yeah. Baseball's weird. Half the teams are bad. Half the teams are good. There's so many teams under 500. And that's just the way their owners want it. It's so sad. You want more teams competing. You don't want to see horrible teams. And there are a couple of divisions that have multiple horrible teams. Oof. The NL Central. Third, fourth, fifth. Pittsburgh, Cubs, Cincinnati. 29 and 44, 28 and 45, 25 and 47. Yikes. I don't know what we can do about it. I'm not smart enough to come up with a solution to make baseball better and make more teams competitive, but whew, that's just rough to see. But for right now, the Yankees are still the best team in baseball. And that's the most important thing. <laughs> so again, tonight, Montas against J.P. Sears. Um, we will have a recap of that on the next show. Obviously, we'll have a preview of the next matchup in this three-game series. And then the Yankees will be playing Houston again. Because we weren't tortured enough this weekend. We have to go to Houston this time. Not we. They have to go to Houston. And then go to Cleveland. Because there's no break again until Monday. This long stretch is almost over, everyone. We're less than a week away from this long stretch being over and the Yankees finally having a break on the 4th of July. Let's just hope it goes well. 
So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, like and comment and click on the bell notification so you know when our videos go live. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play Locked On MLB Prospects. Make your second listen of the day. Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your... I almost said weekend. It's Tuesday. Enjoy your Tuesday, and we'll talk to you all tomorrow.